Welcome to Generations Church. Uh, really thankful for the leadership for inviting Debbie Tran to come and speak tonight. I know a number of you have already heard her. Uh, I haven't. I've had breakfast with her, and I was reminded of the account in Luke 24. Right after Christ was resurrected, he joins these two guys on the road, right? And they're telling him all that's happened to Christ. <laughs> and so he ends up staying with them for dinner, and when he breaks bread, their eyes were open, and they recognized who he was, and then he left. And they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn? And that was my experience with Debbie, just having breakfast with her, no big deal, no big sermon or scriptures quoted, just the presence of the Lord, just, you could just feel it. And I know you're going to feel that tonight. I have high expectations for that. So let me open us with prayer. Uh, so Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word and the promises in it that we can always know you're here with us, that we have the Holy Spirit in us. And that your word says that when we share the word, it will not return void. And I know it will not tonight with great expectation. Father, we await that word in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to have three worship songs. And then my wife, Sean, is going to come up and introduce Debbie. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to you. Come fly this place and fill the Spirit one more time.
Thank you, everyone, for coming out on a Tuesday. This was very last minute. What happened was I was coming home from a couple of ladies' meetings where I was hearing Debbie speak, and I was telling Jeff all about it, and he said, well, I don't want to be left out. <laughs> I said, can't we do something where the guys can come too? Um, so sure, here we are on a Tuesday night, kind of out of the ordinary, but we are going to be so blessed, and I'm very honored to introduce our powerfully anointed speaker, Debbie Tran. Debbie is a citizen of Vietnam, was born and raised there, became a successful businesswoman, and about 11 years ago, God said, lay it all down and go to the nations. So we are her favorite nation. She'll probably tell you this. When she was a little girl, she started praying for America. And as she's been out going all around wherever God says to go, she landed up in Granbury. Um, two years ago, I got to meet her at Lisa Sanders' home, 
And there was such an instant heart connection with this small person with a big vision and a big voice and a heart for America that is deep. She goes and she's gathered people from all over the, the world to have, I think it's weekly Zoom meetings, where they pray for us, for America. They're from Japan. They're from Nepal. They're from other nations, and they all have a heart for this country. So I would venture to say she might pray for this country more than we do. <laughs> might possibly be. But we are so blessed and honored to have her today. And get ready. Open your hearts because it's going to be filled. <laughs> Come up, Debbie Tram, please. Hallelujah. So I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here. And I think, um, I think that the Lord is just sending you here. Um, for a purpose, and I'm praying that you are not left out, but you are all in. Hallelujah. And uh, we are singing a song, we are getting ready, and a lot of time I don't feel ready, <laughs> especially for America. I don't feel, oh, where are you standing, America? Um, but even so, when we are not ready, the Holy Spirit, He is able and He is willing. And He, is, he, he has the power to make us willing and ready. Even when we are not ready, He will make us ready. Even when I, when I was not ready to return to the U.S. in the middle of the COVID, He made me ready. Just He kept my behind and just let go. And he even sent me an airplane, if you ever heard about my testimony, that he sent me an airplane just to come to you. That how much he care and love America during this hour. I, I say it is a critical, the hour. The hour is so urgent for America to respond. And because of that, he made me ready. Because he's love you. So I love you. But that because the love that he gave in me for you. Not just because I wanted to. Because a lot of times you're not very lovable. <laughs> Tell you that. A lot of time. Um, because a lot of time this year, especially 2020. When I was with the nation of praying for you. I'm saying that I, when I say praying for you. 2020, I'm praying for you every single day. And some days, it goes six hours. I mean, two hours in the language that I could understand. But then you're running out of things to say about America. I mean, running out of things that you could possibly speak. Uh, and, and then it goes to tongue. And then it goes on and on and on. And then at some point, I even have write down the 50 stage on my notes from memory. And I couldn't get to the number 50. I got 49 and say something missing. Lord, just give me that last uh, crazy stage that I left out. And, and, and that was Ross Island. I don't know, is it a state? Yeah, that one is never engaged to my spirit. But anyway, now I, I, I cheated for the last state. I cheated. But anyway, to pray is a privilege, is a duty, because it's the love from the Lord for you. 
And as I was inviting the nation to pray for you, it was not me that they are responded. Is it the Holy Spirit that make them available for you? Because they know how important it is for America during this hour, whatever you are doing or how you are responding affecting the whole world. And it's not just for you. You think it's for you. I mean, it's a little bit for you, but it's a bigger picture for the end time moving that where God is take us to. And I would like to bring you the report that would, um, that would align with what God is believing for us and for the nation. Because what God, the report from the Lord is sometimes totally different from the report from men. And, of course, it will be conflict with the report from your enemy. Right? Because the report uh, that the world thinking about what happening in America or the, the media trying to say, what, uh, where are you heading or where are you right now? It doesn't sound good and doesn't look good. But America, that's not who you are, what the enemy trying to say who you are. And it's not who you are, what the media tries to say who you are. It's what God says who you are. The anointing that you're carrying, the destiny that you're carrying, the purpose that God had created you and called you out and put you in for such a time as this. So you was once in the history, the nation that number one sending out missionary. And you are on top of the list, but you are not anymore. You're fading away. You're failing away. And the Lord is going to bring you back where you need to be. The Lord is going to bring you back where you need to be. And I speak that resurrecting life of Christ is, is in you. And he's going to make you ready. And he's going to make you uh, entering into the purpose that he has for you. There is a God among you, the mighty one, is in America. He's still here, and he's for you and not against you. He's for you and not against you. And on one of those hours of prayer, and I was in a desperate situation, just praying for America make me desperate. I mean, like, because I want to see the result. As much as you wanted to see the result, I also wanted to see the result in favor of the body of Christ. The result in favor of the remnant that has been crying out and praying for and believing and standing. That kind of result that I wanted. And, and there's several days that is the desperation of not seeing the natural result, the, uh, the way that we ex uh, expected. It was really desperate. It was really, Lord, I, I don't want to give up. And help me not never ever give up on this journey. And we cannot afford to give up, especially now. You are not. You are not allowed to give up in this hour. So one of the, the, uh, the, the, the night that I was desperate, interceding and praying for America, and I had the dream uh, and in that dream, I see a lion, a big lion, and an immediate coming forward, marching on the land of America. And I was thinking, wow, uh, that is just so glorious. But I feel like somehow, there's, if only one lion, would it make any difference? But then I, I look up, that was the lion of Judah. 
And then I look around, and it was not just one lion. There is lion of Judah coming from the small town of the, of the United States of America. It's not coming from the big town, but come from all small towns that coming and joining together as an army coming forward. And whereas I was seeing that vision and that dream, and I was just wide awake in my spirit, and I said, Lord, come to America and do what you will. Rise up the Lion of Judah. Rise up your army in such a time as this because they has to wake up and they has to march out for this battle. And that was um, before January 6th when I was seeing that vision. And I know that God is gathering his people, the army of the Lord for such a time as this for America. And as um, the nation coming and praying for you, and they see a lot of vision and a lot of prophetic dream that declaring over you and believing with you, believing that God has called you, God will finish what he has called you. He will just finish his work with you. He has not done yet with you. And... Um, it's very encouraging to see the nation are lining up for you and standing with you. But what about you? Are you standing up for yourself? Are you standing up for your land? Is the church standing up for your land the way that God has called you and the way that you should stand for righteousness and justice? Righteousness and justice. And it was, it was a burden in my spirit. Like, I went through um, two uh, fasts uh, during uh, 2020 just to intercede for you uh, to the point that other nations even uh, uh, were jealous about how much I care for America. But I say, uh, is it just kind of urgent for America? Because what happened in America, the nation are all affected. And they, we all understand that, and they understand that. And that's why they are lined up waiting for you to move so that they can move with you. And if you don't move, they cannot move forward. But they are kind of more ready than you. That sounds criticizing, but that's the truth. That sounds bad, but I'm telling you, nations out there are in the places are in the places of uh, more ready in the spirit because they are uh, 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 awakening. And I am seeing the revival happening across Asia Asia of the last 10 years that you have not even heard of. Or the media has not even shown you anything about it. And you, you have no idea. They are waiting for you. But they are moving forward. <laughs> Well, I don't know how, how to explain that. Let me give you some example. Um, uh, with Nepal is a country, one of the countries that I go a lot, and, and one of the countries that I have gone in the last seven years. And I started to see the revival this last year, 2020, more than ever before. So um, the, the, the young generation coming out, the young generation coming to from village to village to evangelize, and they are the church every single day. How about that? They are the church. They're not because there's no church for them to go. They are the church. Be the church. 
So they go into town and into village after village because they are not allowed to come together in a big uh, uh, gathering or more than two or three families. So church has to happen every day and in several locations. So all week long, they are church. That's how church happening over there. And, and because of the older generation could not really go every day like that, but the time for the young generation in the early 20s, they are the one who doing that. They're traveling on a motorbike. I'm traveling on a motorbike amongst the Himalaya. I mean, you say it's fancy, you're sitting on a motorbike and just riding up on the mountain. No, there's several places you are not sitting anywhere. You have to push the stupid motorbike. Because there's no road. Actually, there's no road in certain places that you have to push through, and then you get on, and you go drive a little bit further, and then you get off, and then you push more. So that's how to get through the Himalaya. That bring, talking about bringing the gospel to the end of the world. So there's one of the leader, uh, the pastor that in, in the network, in, in, in Nepal that I am uh, ministering to. And um, one night that the Lord just woke him up, like just kick his side, like wake up and go into the, one of the biggest pagoda in Himalaya. And he was like, go to pagoda and to talk to the monk inside the pagoda inside the Buddhist pagoda. And he was just like, no, I'm not going. I mean, they're going to take me in and they kill me right there. Because the persecution from the Hindu and the Buddhism to the, to the Christian, even before they report you to the uh, government, they are allowed to just even take your life. That's how crazy it is. And the guy did not want to do that, but he could not go back to sleep. So the Holy Spirit continued just to wake him up and say, no, you're going, and you're going now. So that was like past midnight. And he was on his motorbike and going up to the mountain to that in front of the door, in front of the gate. And he was so scared that he just stood out there. And then the Holy Spirit said, go inside. And he couldn't help himself. He said, no, I'm not going inside. I'm not going there to die. You got to do something, but I'm not going there. But, uh, but he could not even leave the place. He said that the Lord just make him just standing there. And, um, and then the, um, the monk came out. And, and he asked, what are you doing here? And, um, and he was just shaking his leg, you know. He was just like, I was just shaking myself. And I say, well, I, I just want, I, I have a message to come here for you. And I, uh, the Lord, my God, sent me here. And the monk said, come on in. I've been waiting for you. Little did we know that that monk, he have about 7,000 followers across the country. And right now, he, they have about 20,000 believers, and that pastor has to minister to all of them. By just one obedience, you think that the, you will go to the place of perishing and die, uh, that, that, that your life will be taken out. And the revival coming from that area, they just open up everything for him to come and preach. I mean, I mean, when the time is ready, when the appointed time of the Lord, God is just open up door and the harvest come to pass. The harvest has to come. And he has a lot of fear standing in front of the pagoda. And that he did not know that God has already preparing. And the monk has been ministered to by God himself. 
Hallelujah. When Jonas was sent to, uh, to Nineveh, he, he didn't like the city. He criticized them. He said that they are not, they don't, they are not worthy. They are not uh, the, uh, they are unrighteous people. He didn't want, even want to go there. But, it was, but eventually, uh, whether he traveled himself or he traveled in the belly of the fish, he still had to get there. America, do you know that? I mean, whether you go there with the law on the road, on the motorbike, or you have to go there inside of the fish, you still have to get there. Right? Your choice. Your choice. Hallelujah. But then it's not about the good message that he brought. It's just about the obedience because the law makes the people, I mean, waiting and ready. It's just one message, repent, and they repented the whole city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't think too much. Just go and do the very thing that God is calling you to. Because he already preparing the heart of the people. If he's sending you, he already know what he's about to do. He already know what he's about to do. So if he, when he sent me to Nepal eight, seven years ago in 2013, he already know how many places I would go and how many pastors I would reach, and how would he provide to me every single journey of my ministry with Nepal is all supernatural, is all sign and wonder. There's not even one moment without sign and wonder. You make sure you follow the Spirit of God, the Lord your God, and he will make sure sign and wonder follow you. He will, he will do that. He opened the heart of the people. He will speak to you. He'll give you the right message, the right verses, the right kind of atmosphere and the right places to go. Even a lot of time, it doesn't make any sense to you. And it's not about making sense. You're not supposed to know everything, but you are supposed to trust and obey. Really. So um, that is where you see that uh, 2020 for Nepal, all the young people, people started to know the time has come. All of a sudden, the, the, the Lord really urging them so that they volunteer. In the day of power, the Lord will make his people volunteer. That is exactly what's happening right now. Although young uh, uh, leader and pastor, nobody can make them do anything. Even their parents couldn't even make them go and have a shower. Talk about, say, you know, being an evangelist and go in the very uh, early hour in the morning, riding in the cold and getting into, this, into the village and, and minister to the, the villager. Is, is he the Lord? Is the Spirit of God moving on earth? For the first time in the history, we now have the document uh, talking about the exact number of how many more tribes that has not heard the gospel. In a, in a history, uh, we don't have the document to say exactly how many more tribe and tongue that has not heard the gospel, but now we do. We have another less than seven tribe. I'm talking about people group, not the nation, have not heard the gospel. The time is near. The time is so near. And if the nation coming out and going forward, it's just a couple of years for them to reach those 7,000. That's a scary number. That's a scary fact of reaching the whole world. And the, t the, and the end will come. Right? So there's 7,000. 
7,000, for example, in Vietnam, we have 54 tribes. Yes? Uh, in Nepal, they have about 100 tribes, that kind of tribe, because they have a different dialect. And some of them don't have the written, written uh, uh, um, uh, language. They just have the dialect, but no language. And then some they do, and, and, and um, some they don't have the, the, the translation, the, English, uh, the, the language that in, in Bible. So they have to share one, one main language in their country. But anyway, that for Nepal, and you see the hand of God is moving over there, the revival coming. That is just, uh, happening, especially after uh, 2015, after the earthquake, that the revival really touched the nation. After the earthquake, think about that. After the hardship, after the persecution, after all the, the crazy thing that's happening in the land, then the revival comes. And so I'm saying that America, revival come your way. I'm saying that now is the time for you. And now is the time that the Lord is awakening America. I, I wish that it take a shorter time. I have been going to your nation the last 16 years and seen nothing until now. And now is the time. Now is the time that God is moving you. Now is the time that God is waking up his body. Now is the time that God is preparing the remnant, the generation that has eye to see and ear to hear and heart to perceive. Now is the time that God touching the small town like yours because you are willing to let the Lord move you to the next place. And God, in the history of all the movement, all the revival, God always started with his remnant, the small number. It's not the big number that where God moved. God moved with a small number that all in for him. All in for him. Revival the, will come from the least expected places. For example, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked. You think uh, 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 the nation that famous uh, with revival and with a lot of um, uh, uh, growing uh, uh, percentage of Christian is South Korea. Actually, they have 25% of Christian in that country that was one Buddhism, right? And, 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 um, and the evangelizing is just happening really, really seriously in that land. If you ever heard about the church by... Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Yonggi Cho uh, uh, in uh, Joido, uh, South Korea, so, uh, Seoul, uh, and you heard about a lot of dream, uh, um, t touch of the Spirit of God and movement in that land coming from that, that, uh, that church. Uh, but actually, the revival first come to Korea Peninsula from North Korea. The seed came to North Korea, to the, the capital city, Pyongyang in 1904 then and they catch the fire all the way from wells how how that how can that be but it it was possible nothing is impossible to god our god hallelujah and that's why you can connect the dot and understand why the enemy really bring division and oppression and depression over the land of north korea because they are the one who received the seed of the gospel first and the revival coming forward from there. And that's why the South Korean people are really embracing the North Korean people right now. 
because they are they they understanding who has brought the seed over to their land. Right now, as we are talking right now, there are three to four hundred missionaries, young, 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 like teen. 1920-21 are ready at a school, a missionary school uh, uh, in, in South Korea, um, uh, and they've been trained and been waiting for North Korea to open doors so that they can enter and bring in the gospel in North Korea. And talking about the readiness of the nation because, because they already say goodbye to their family. Like if they, you enter it in North Korea, you don't have a, a, a day or an expectation to come home. They, they, they lay down their life right there. And these all young people are ready for that. At least 300 over. And I know some of them just waiting at the border for the door to open so that they can bring the gospel in. At the moment, they cannot bring anything in, so they're just floating it on the river, the supply and help and all that, and they're shooting from North Korea to South Korea all the time. Uh, yes, and I'm marching on that border a lot of time, but, but I see the glory of God in North Korea. It's just intensified. It's just crazy because you would think, how can God is there even stronger over here? I'm South Korea looking at North Korea. But I could see the glory of God on that side of the river. And they are very close. That's kind of crazy. But that how God is preparing the nation. And that how God is moving the nation to where we need to be for such a time as this. So that is another example of how nations are ready. For the first time in the history, Japan experienced revival. Japan is a very hard nation uh, for the gospel to be shared and, 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 and brought over. They, they have a history of 300 over years that the gospel came to them, and they killed a lot of missionaries. And right now, it's not going anywhere in that kind of mode. It's just 1%. Uh, a percent Christian in Japan. Japan is a nation that they are so rich and so wealthy and so well off that they say they need no God. And that's why church is just getting shrinking and shrinking and shrinking to the point that there's nobody going to church. But for the, for the first time in the history, during this COVID, the people are desperate. The people are shaking up a little bit. And for the first time in the history, there are people calling on the phone to the church and asking, can I come on Sunday? It's never happened before. Uh, even just one phone call make the whole city happy because that's how dry and how, how longing they are to see God move Japan. And yet, there are the remnant in Japan crying now for that land and especially the awakening of the young generation. So right now, every single city in, um, in Japan, you can find a house of prayer for the young people. When they, we say how to prayer, they will be there praying 24-7. So every, they will have one or two person going there and praying, and then they, the next people will come, but it would never stop like that. In Japan, it's moving forward. 
Vietnam is the same. Vietnam has been praying for you a lot. I mean, a lot because they really love you. I mean, they say, what wrong with America? Why can't they see? Uh, what wrong with them? Uh, we, we, we need to, yeah, to do something for them. Just wake them up. Do something about it. What's wrong with America? But actually, they are interceding and praying for you on the house of prayer 24-7. They are interceding for you nonstop, and they're still ongoing. And I'm talking about the Vietnamese uh, body of Christ, the people, the remnant, but the, but the Vietnamese represent all over the world coming together, not just the Vietnamese in Vietnam. That's how awakening the people for you and with you. What about you? It's time, America. It's time that you have to be awakened. It's time that you need to choose for yourself who is the God you serve. How long are you wavering between the two opinions, or three, or even four? If the Lord is your God, follow Him. And I believe that the Lord is your God. He is still your God. Whether you feel it or not, He decided that He is your God. I mean, your nation has been sanctified unto the Lordship of Jesus from day one. You make a covenant with God yourself. Your forefather has made the covenant with God. Even when you break your promise, he is not. He does not break his covenant with you. He is waiting for you to respond. He waiting for you to return because he said, he said, return to me and I will return to you, America. Return to me and I will return to you. Though we receive a lot of bad report from the media and then from the, uh, from the, even the people that who don't, do not love you, trying to speak a lot of negative uh, 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 report about you. But wh whose report do you believe? It's the Lord report. The people saw that Lazarus was dead, but Jesus said, no, he's asleep, and I'm about to wake him up. To heal him is just a little thing. To resurrect in him is the better thing that I want to show you. Because if the, you believe, you will see the glory of God. And I'm speaking to you that you are that generation that choose to believe. You are that generation that believe that what God is able to do. You remember the story in... Uh, uh, Second King chapter three, uh, um, um, when the the the, the nation, uh, the three nations, uh, the Judah and Israel and and Edom come together the, to go, to go against Moab, and that was when that um, uh, what God spoke to the, uh, Elijah is that you would not see the rain nor the wind, but the water will come from within you. You don't need natural evidence. To see there is a supernatural activation. You don't need to see a lot of natural evidence to see that in the supernatural, God is doing something. Because He is able to even resurrect Lazarus. 
not just to heal him, not just to come and heal him. He come to resurrect Lazarus. And then we're moving on with the story in that, uh, that same story when, when there's a prophetic word that you will not see the wind nor the rain, but the water will come from within you. And that water is coming and satisfying the people and the cattle and the whole armies because they were running out of, of supply and, 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 drink and water after seven days marching with no purpose, uh, reacting on because of uh, desperation and fear. They didn't have a strategy. But after seven days, they have nothing left. But, but uh, the words of God say that, 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 that the Lord supply that for the people and their cattle and everything that they need. And they did not see the rain nor the wind, but the water came. That's number one. And then moving in the ver- next verse, it says, to save you, to provide to you, to sustain you and your household is a little thing for the Lord. Because he's going to destroy the enemy on that same water. He got, not just to save you, it's just a little thing. To deliver you, it's just a little thing to the Lord. He's moving on to destroy the enemy on your behalf. That is the Lord our God. That who's our God is. He's the God of big and mighty thing. He's the God who's able to do big and mighty thing. He's the God who keeping his covenant with America and the nations. Oh, we thank you, Lord, indeed. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, because you never break your word. You keep your promise from, from generation to generation, you are the Lord, the God who dwell in America still. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the nation are just desperate to pray for you because they want to move with you, but they cannot move further because the Lord has made you to be the leader. So they have to wait for the leader to move so they can come along. But they are ahead of you with revival. And now that they wanted to see the revival in their land, in your land, that's why that what they believe for you right now. And do you believe that the revival has happening already in your land? I do. I do, and I'm seeing that. Even though I would like to see that 16 years ago, not now. But the Lord, even I feel late, the Lord is never late. He's always on time. He's always on time. And I started to see the revival from Roswell. From Roswell is in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. The Lord sent me there one beautiful day, go to Roswell. So I went. Right? But it's like when I ask people, when people ask me, where are you going? And I say, uh, Roswell, New Mexico. And I look at me and say, why? I mean, everybody say, I say, I'm going to Roswell. They say, why? And I don't know why. But I say, why not? <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, that place that seemed to be hopeless when I came the last six years. But this year, I started to see the revival in that land. they pushing back the evil government. They did not come. That's that the only city in the whole New Mexico. New Mexico is in a big mess. Okay? I'm not talking politics. I'm trying not talking politics. Um, but Roswell choose not to be in fear. 
Roswell pushed back. And then the governor, not the governor, the mayor has to give way. So the schools are opening in Roswell, and the people are not, even the state uh, of Roswell put a mandate on wearing masks, but they did not. The Roswell people did not. Hallelujah. And they came together meeting in the building right after the summer last year and never quit. And they're pushing back, and the Lord protected them. And see now the young generation coming to church. The young generation, I'm talking 14, 15, 13, uh, 16, 17, they go into the prayer meeting in the morning at 6 o'clock. Even their parents didn't go, they go. That is the revival I'm talking about. That is the returning of America I'm talking about. That is the hope that right there for America. When those young people come in to, and pray in the morning, 6 o'clock in the, in the morning. I'm saying the 13 years old, you can't move them. You can't move them anywhere on anything. Yes, even you give them money, they won't do anything you want. Right? But, but, does that, that only the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit to move them where they need to be. And they embracing and praying for the church. And that's what I'm talking about, the revival. Because when I'm talking about the revival in another land, you can think that it all is a good thing, it's happening in another nation, but also is it happening right here in your land. And I am believing it's happening right here in Granbury. I am believe that God is bringing back the generations. I am believe that God is the God of generations. I'm I am also believing that revival happened when all the generation come together and present themselves before uh, the law as one assembly of God. Come together, the young and the old and the baby. That's where the revival started. And in the last day, that in Malachi chapter 4, that's the, 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 the Lord will make the, the heart of the father return to their children, and the children return to the father. And I am speaking that into the atmosphere right now. There will be restoration in your household. There will be restoration in your city. That the Lord himself will move the heart of the father so they're turning to their children, and the children turning to their father in this hour. In your land. He is preparing Rainbury for something bigger. It has to be bigger than who you are. It has to be bigger than your family. It has to be bigger than the, your community. It has to be bigger than your church or your state or your nation. Because the Lord, he's about to do big business. He doesn't like anything small. He, he, really, really, if you ever see me, this little, and I, the Lord has been using me around the world, that's just my blogging. It's just, I couldn't even comprehend how he could use me in all the nations that he sent me out. By just faith, by just obedience. When I left my job, and one of the things that I made covenant with the Lord, that Lord, I, my pride is big. I mean, I am making money and I am love giving money. I love giving. And, and you know that from the first day of making, uh, uh, working and making money, I always set aside 10% going so that I bring into the house of the Lord. And I always reminded the Lord, Lord, this is a big check and the, the church needed it. And do not call into my, me into ministry. Leave me alone. 
you know, that's kind of conversation you have. I always set aside my 10% uh, and, and bring into the church, but I, the, the Lord calling me, but I never wanted it. I never wanted to be in ministry. But I always, I am very faithful with the tithe because I thought the Lord would need my money and leave me alone. Because the church really needs some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, some big giver to sustain, right? So I, I want to make sure that would never miss so that he would never call me. <laughs> That's how crazy I was and stupid. <laughs> but when you were young, you are allowed to be a little bit stupid. Praise God. But he, he loved my stupidity. Because he waited for me to say, yes, Lord, here I am, do whatever it takes. But one of the covenant that I made in negotiation, actually, with the Lord before I left everything, I said that I sold everything and packed my life in 11 suitcases. Now it's 12, one more added, after all those years. Um, that, Lord, I, I, I will walk that walk of totally just pure faith. And I would never ask anybody, nobody for money or provision. I would just ask you because you call me. You're responsible. So I, I will walk that journey believing you make all provision and everything I need available when I needed it. And that has always been the case in my life. And he has always exceedingly abundantly and be, be young, above and beyond what I could think or ask in my journey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can't even wake up a guy in, in Korea to, uh, at 11.30 bringing a basket of chicken to the church after the meeting. Because that afternoon, I was seeing uh, a billboard on the, um, on the road to church. And I was seeing on the road uh, to church in Korea. And I saw the billboard. It said the best chicken in Korea. And, and the best chicken and beer in Korea, actually. And I thought, well, I have been laying down my life for this land. And nobody ever invited me any chicken. That was my thought because the guy who's driving me to church, he doesn't speak any English. So there's no point to complain to him, right? But it was just my thought that, oh, nobody ever invited me that best chicken in town kind of thing, you know, in beer. So that was my thought. So I went to church and do all the meeting that evening and speaking and everything, and we finished by 11.30. There's one guy, he came in with two baskets of chicken. And he said that the Lord woke me up at 10.30 to bring you guys chicken because he had to travel on the train one hour. And, he's, and he was supposed to come uh, at 7 o'clock, but he didn't. So I look at him and I say, next time come at 7 so you don't have to buy chicken. <laughs> Hallelujah! I mean, but he did not know why that he has to buy chicken at 10.30 in the evening. But I know why. I would have in a conversation with the Lord, why don't they get me the Korean, get me some chicken? <laughs> That's how good our Father is. That how good and detailed and caring our Father God is. That He, the God who keeping His covenant. And He's the God who forever loving you and never change any bit about His love for you. Even when we are messed up, 
We, even when, when we walk away from him, even when we seem to forget what covenant we have made, he remains the same and he changed not. So that's why I said, when I challenge people a lot of time. I am the, that kind of stepping on toe. I'm like, I don't care if I will be invited back. Who care? You know, what do I have to lose? Nothing to lose. Right? So uh, I challenge you not because I, not because of I learned from something or I think I have a bigger faith. I challenge you because I know that he has for you so much waiting for you out there. And it would be uh, unfortunate if you don't accept that call and respond so that you would see his glory. So that you would see how much heaven is ready for you. It's not just about my faith that I try to get you to the faith that I have. No, you don't need to. But you, you need to respond to your father the way that he's calling you because it's he make available and you need to claim it. If you imagine I, uh, you have a million dollars but you never claim it, you still don't have it. Even you know in your head that you have a million dollars but if, unless you sign a check or unless you claim that it's yours, is never be yours. Same with the, uh, with the anointing. Same with whatever that Father has for you. You have to walk it out to see it. You have to step out of your comfort zone into the zone of His glory. Into the zone of His glory. So, that where, where I challenge because uh, I challenge people because I really know what the Father has for you and I want you to see that for yourself, that kind of thing. Because it's just make ready right there. So he, when he called me to, to, with the crazy nation, I would never wanted to be in Egypt. I never wanted to be in Nepal. I never wanted to be in a crazy country like Myanmar. Never was it my desire. But I went anyway because of obedience. But with, with America, I went to you. I come to you because of love. And because of a commitment. And because what the Lord revealed of the day to come. How he's going to use you mightily when you return to him. And, and align yourself with him. And he's going to make you a great nation where there is a God in you and among you. And the nation around the world has to recognize that. I am seeing that. I am seeing that in the spirit that the nation around you has to say, oh, really, truly, there is a God among Americans. There is a true God in America. That's what I believe for you. That's what I am standing with you for. And do you stand for your land? Do you stand for what God has for you? Do you believe that he's able to resurrect what was dead? What seemed dead? What was not um, uh, ready? He is able to resurrect whatever condition America is right now. I'm speaking to you right now. Hear the words of God, the Lord and come alive, America. Hear the words of the Lord and accepting the words of the Lord. Receiving the words of the Lord and come alive, America. Come alive.
He is speaking into the dry bone right now. I see a lot of dry bone, but I am so glad that he is, he is just sending his breath. He is just breathing his breath of life into you right now, America, and you will come alive. Dry bone, come alive. I am believing. I am standing. I am excited. For you, America, that he is making that happening right now. Right at this moment we are talking about. I am speaking live into your family right now. I am speaking live into your church right now. I am speaking live into your community right now. I am speaking live into your body right now. Anybody that needs that life, resurrecting life of God, he is giving life. He breathing his breath of life into you right now. And he is doing that to the land of United States of America right now. Oh, align your spirit and declare and believing. Oh, he said that we believe, declare, because if you believe, you will see the glory of God. I have believed, and he has shown me his glory in a lot of places. Yeah, I've been in a crazy play with witchcraft. I've been in a crazy play when I came back out there from there. My hair was just falling. Is that how crazy the witchcraft was uh, in those plays that I was? And then that, so I was so desperate that I say, Lord, just heal me and heal me now. I mean, don't you just like it when you want something and you want something now? It's just not me. And I say, Lord, heal me and heal me now. I just want to be called by the the the. Uh, a hot pink, hot, they call me hot pink lipstick picture. I say, okay, they can continue to call me hot, hot pink lipstick preacher. I don't want them to call me the ball preacher. <laughs> so do it some, I mean, I was desperate. When I touch in my head, I see we had a hair falling and all that. Uh, the crazy water, crazy everything, crazy woman that touching me and do, do, saying whatever language that I don't know. I was just desperate, you know. But the Lord healed me, don't you see? Yes, and I can continue with some hair, some beautiful hair. With no, that's just how good God is. That is how good He is. He is mighty to save. He mighty, 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 mighty to save. He's not just about saving one person. He mighty to save a nation and many nations. One of the trip I was in um, uh, 2016, we had a trip, this supernatural thing. And you need to hear this, and you need to be encouraged, and you need to be part of it. Not just, not just hearing a good story, you writing your own story, okay? Yes, yeah, so uh, we were traveling on the bus, and we go into this, in a, in a communist country, from the north to south. And we went into this village, and, 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 and we came all the way to the deep uh, end of the village, like, like there's only one row, and we came in. And when we came in, we, we did not see any barrier or anything. But when we came out, there was, there was uh, the police on the both sides waiting for us. And when we came out, and they stopped us, and they came, then they're approaching the bus, and they're trying to measure the bus. They measure the width of the bus because the row is smaller than our bus. And they couldn't believe it. And so they measured the bus and they look at us and they measured the bus again. They look at the row and they say, how could that be? When did you get in? I mean, when did you get in and now you get out and you are bigger than the road? That's crazy. 
But that is supernatural thing that we are moving in this time and hour, America. That when you are willing to move with him, he taking you to that realm of supernatural. Like, just like that. We didn't even know there was a row smaller. Who cares? We just going in. We just came in, and when we came out, and they didn't even persecute us because they were so amazed with the bigger bus than the road. <laughs> the road was so tiny, and the, the bus was bigger than the road. So they asking, how did you go, and where did you go, and how did you even get on yourself on the road and came out? And we said, it's God. It's the Lord. Hallelujah. It's God. He is mighty. He is moving you into that realm of the supernatural in this day and hour. If you are willing, if you are ready, if you want to partake, if you want to write your story, I am inviting you to be part of that for your land, for the land that God calling you right now, Granbury, for the land, for the state, the state of Texas, you will be the head. You will take the lead. The Lord calling you to take the lead, Texas. I mean, I'm talking about this too in other states, but I'm talking about this very soft in another state because you're not in their state. You have to say like, okay, Texas will be one. But here, right now, I am in Texas. I can shout about that. Texas, you will be on the first on the list that take the lead. Hallelujah. He ha there is the anointing in you. Maybe you recognize that, but maybe you don't recognize that. But right now, I'm calling that out. I'm calling that out right now, that there is anointing that you are carrying for the land that you got putting you in. And for the land, for the whole nation and the nation of the world. You are the church that embracing a lot of nations. Praise God. You are moving with God about embracing nation, but you're also releasing the nation right from here. You're calling them in and sending them out. You're calling them in and sending them out. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking to you that you will, you will respond to the Lord in this critical hour, Texas. That you will be the lead. You will take the lead because you will hear from the Lord and be obedient. You will hear from the Lord and say, yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, here I am. Yes, Lord, make me. Yes, Lord, use me. Let's, yes, Lord, I want to be part of that supernatural that moving with you. Yes, Lord, I want to be in the zone of glory. Yes, Lord, I want to be that person that lay hand and heal the sick. That, that, that one person that, that do sign and wonder. That one person that you can use me mightily for this end time to touch the people around me, to touch the people in my community and the nation of the world. If God could use me from a, a little town in Vietnam, like uh, nobody even knows of, uh, and come into all the nation of the world, think about what God can do to you. You bigger, you have to be able to accomplish more. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> right? If, I, if God could use me from, from here to UK, to, to France, to a uh, crazy nation, Egypt, I never lie. I still don't lie. I still pray. Never send me back there, Lord. I mean, never say never, but I still don't have any relationship with that country yet. The Lord knows my heart, but anyway, I am obedient going there. But actually, he used me in Nepal. He used me in the nation of uh, uh, Myanmar, in, in the nation of uh, Korea, Japan, and all that. Think about you are bigger. He has to be able to use you more. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So uh, it's not a matter of how, it's a matter of obedience. It's a matter of responding. It's a matter of not hearing and just forget about it and leave it for another day. No, there is not another day. This is the now time. Now time. Here and now. Here and now that you hear the words of the law and respond. Here and now, America, the nations are waiting for you. Would you move forward? Would you stand? And would you accepting that calling in this hour? There's only seven more thousand, seven thousand tribe to be rich. And that's not a matter of a lot of years that really will be accomplished in a short while. But I'm praying that the Spirit of God is moving in you right now. I am praying that He's touching from the deepest part of your spirit right now. I'm saying that He is, I am praying and, and speaking to your spirit right now that you come alive, but you also come aligning with His spirit right now. Let the Spirit of God move you right now. Let accepting that calling right now that, Lord, that I am willing for the Spirit of God to move me and move with me and move even when I don't want to move for my people, for my land, for the place that you're sending me to. I am accepting that call and show me your glory. Show me your glory. I am believing that He's willing to show you His glory. He is willing and he's waiting for you. He's so waiting for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking even, even when uh, there's um, just, I'm just jealous for you. I want you to, to receive more. I want you to see more. I want just you have everything that God already ordained for you. Really. God has ordained for America such the anointing in, uh, to, to bring the gospel to the end of the world. And I'm speaking that you get back on track with whatever God has for you. You get back on that track that he has entrusted you with and you're moving forward. You will take the lead on the nation so that the nation will follow you. The Lord is moving us into the place where he said that in... Um, in the appointed time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And I'm saying, I see that the appointed time is now. And He will make it happen. It's not our effort. It's not a human effort. It's not our, uh, our little uh, desire. It's His desire to move the nation to where we need to be. Because the words of God said that He would prepare His bride. I mean, the Lord Himself will prepare His bride. And he's doing that among the nation. And I see the pride of God around the world is preparing by God. And he does that to you as well, America. He does that right now. And I challenge you, do not. You do not need the natural evidence to see the supernatural activation. Is he activated? Is he activated and moving forward on your behalf? But he, there is always the invitation. There's only way, only, he's always invited his people to be part of. Think about Mary. 
he he invited Mary to be part of the plan of God to bring about the Son of God. Talking about partaking the kingdom. He didn't just even send Jesus all of a sudden. He invited mankind into that plan by using Mary. And when the Lord said, you are highly favored, she was troubled because she didn't understand everything. And it's okay to not understand, but it's not okay to not be obedient. Do you hear me? So the response, she willing, that's why her response was, be it unto me according to your will. I don't even know. I don't know how and I don't know why, why me or, or how it come about, but be it unto me according to your will. And she accepted the invitation. And I am inviting you to accept the invitation that Father has for you in this hour. Maybe you will represent for your family. You will be the one that for your household. You will be that one for your church, for your city for your state, but you are that one that make a difference. You are that one that God is waiting. You are that one that God is saying that I have been longing, waiting for you to say yes so I can do more. I am longing for you to partake my table. Would you come? Would you come so that I can show you more? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to invite you to, if you hear that voice of the Spirit of God urging you right now, let's say that I, I'm ready for more of you, God. I am ready that you move me in that zone of your glory, of oh God. I want to be part of that. I wanted to continue to write my own story that you has for me in the book in heaven. If you are hearing the Lord speaking to you, please be standing in this moment and say, Lord, I, I want more. I want to be part of what you has for my life and for my land, for Granbury and beyond, for Texas and beyond, for America and beyond. The anointing is flowing, and I know that you are accepting that anointing, and you are having that anointing, and I'm releasing that anointing to you right now. And I see that there is the oil that flowing from heaven upon you right now, even with fire and with oil at the same time, accepting and receiving that pouring out of the Spirit of God upon you right now, people. Because the Lord has been waiting for you so long, and now is the time. Now is the time that He is pouring upon you. He pouring out. He pouring out that fire and that anointing and that oil upon you. That's you, He calling. That's you, He calling. If be filled with the Spirit of God and responding to Him, respond. 
flow. Oi flow. Oh, this young generation. I love these people right here. Oh, praise God for the revival from the young generation. Praise God for this young generation that hearing the call and responding. And they are the hope for the future of the nation right here. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit right now. Loud, loud, loud. Pray, pray. The Spirit of God is upon you. Spirit of God is upon you. Such a beautiful number of grace. There is grace that he is standing to America. He is standing his grace in America right now. Some of you that the Lord call you into other nations, and you had been delaying and delaying and delaying. But now is the time that he said that you have no more chance. This is your last chance. This is your last chance to say, yes, Lord, I'm going. He just put in your heart for that nation. And now is the time you have to accept in that call to go. And he said that I am waiting for you. I am waiting for you and now is the time. So if you have a heart for nation, for whatever nation, you've been praying for the nation, you want to go into nation, and you want to make an impact or, or, or even do whatever that he wants you to do, you don't know what it is yet, but you know there is a calling for you to the nation. Come forward. Let's release it from here to the nation. Let impact the nation from here tonight as you're calling out the nation together. It's never just for you. It's never just for you. <laughs>